1: In Northwest Arkansas, I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Ricker Service Company. But first, let's visit with Neil Atkinson by way of Saracens. Neil, I think Mother Nature at least is going to allow the Arkansas Ole Miss baseball game to begin. But then, as I look at the baseball tab. You also have, and maybe the only one in the industry that has UCA and Liberty, with Liberty as a favorite at a point and a half. And then you've got uh, UT Martin taking on the Little Rock Trojans. In that case, the Trojans are favored by a point and a half. And then it's a razor's edge, Arkansas, favored over Ole Miss by a point and a half with the over-under on the runs at 12-and-a-half. And then you have some uh, specials, props, that you also can take a look at uh, on the Arkansas Razorback Ole Miss game.
2: Absolutely. And let's not forget softball they are playing tonight, too. We have an Arkansas special where you can uh, parlay automatically created for both the Arkansas beat Ole Miss, and Arkansas to win versus Georgia in softball at plus 275 odds. And, of course, the double R plays, which are the uh, plays that, uh, that you help us create. And, uh, again, those are the ones that uh, uh, make sense. And since the national data fees do not carry that level of data, we create that content for you. And we do boost the payouts instead of you if those were available as individual stats from the national feed, we boost the payouts uh, so they pay a little bit more and uh, you just get that much more for your money with the convenience of that. And those are the relative props for this specific game today. Starting on Thursday this week because Easter Sunday, no play on that day. And uh, really, really looking forward to baseball uh, with MLB and college uh, getting full in season as we approach pro- playoffs uh, for uh, for NCAA baseball once conference play ends. So, a lot to still bet on, a lot of action on the Masters, uh, and don't forget, we're winding down the regular season for both hockey and the NBA. The playoffs start in a couple of weeks, and uh, it's a great time to be a sports bettor because uh, baseball seems to be a little bit more predictable for the bettors and players tend to do a little bit better on baseball with all the data that we have on America's favorite pastime.
1: If you don't have the app, shame on you, because there is so much going on at BetSaracen. Neil, thank you as always, and we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Neil Atkinson by way of Saracin, Better yet, go get the app in the App Store at Bet. Saracen.
0: And now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501 562 2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey.
3: I've got the app, Randy.
0: You've got the <laughs> app.
3: I do. I do. I've been watching all this master stuff. Is not it not capita? crazy?
1: I mean that that all the things they've got on the Masters is mind-boggling.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, I, I like the uh, final group prop bet. I think that's a I think that's a fun one because they've got a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, you can like predict everybody's score and stuff, and some of the, the payouts are are impressive. But uh, yeah, it's it's it looks like a lot of fun.
1: I, I've but, got one that Trey, you might want to look at on baseball. Uh, for the Arkansas Razorbacks, it's the double R prop plays. Uh, plus 1,400, Brady Slavens over 0.5 home runs. means he's got to hit a home run. Yeah. And over 0.5 RBIs, which he hits a home run, he gets an RBI. That's f- plus 1,400.
3: Wow. Might yeah, be worth it. Sitting there pulling the whole game for... Brady Slater's head-on.
4: <laughs>
1: you don't care about the game. All I yeah. care about is what Brady does in this particular game.
4: Well, I do need yeah. to let you know, Randy. I've been texting with Phil Elson. They okay. will start. They will start the broadcast on time. It's cold. Uh, they anticipate mm-hmm. it could rain some during the game, but they plan to play through it. So that's it's not too it. bad
3: out there. I was obviously just came back from football practice. It's 59 degrees, so and overcast. There's no sun. So 59 and overcast. Um, usually I well, I learned well, a long time well, Phil, ago when Phil's it comes to in football Oxford. practice. Yeah, Phil's, in Oxford. Oh, Phil's yeah, yeah, in Oxford. Oh, in Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
4: So. But we're that's glad right. that it's good at football.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's good at football. I learned a long time ago when it you know, you you dress for about ten degrees below what it says it is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It gets, it gets right. windy out there, especially when it's overcast, so um, it's it's fun seeing some of the young guys out there in shorts today. But <laughs> hey,
4: but Trey, 59 degrees for spring practice. You've seen worse than that. That's oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: And hopefully, I, I haven't even seen what it is for, I mean, it's obviously a uh, forecast that far out is almost worthless, but uh, what it's going to be for the red-white game. But hopefully it'll be nice. Last year, obviously, they, uh, they had the in- indoor practice, it was supposed to be outside, but they had to do it inside. I can remember two times they, they did that. They did it back, uh, the, game, the, the red-white game where or I call that the red-white rain out, uh, where Raleigh Williams got hurt inside the, uh, mm-hmm. the practice facility. Uh, so, but I can only remember two times that they've had to take it inside since I've been doing this for 20 years at um, So, Long-range forecast.
4: Long-range forecast. <laughs> 77 and sunny. Oh, my goodness.
3: Right. Hey, that's going to be that could be a nice day because Tennessee's in town, mm-hmm. and I think that's at six o'clock on Saturday. Yes, so, sir. Uh, you got game two there, and uh, you got I can't I can't remember exactly what time kickoff is for the Red White game is, but
1: uh, that could be a nice little
3: family weekend.
1: Absolutely. All right, I've got this from our Asher Record Service Company. Live in feedback before you give us an update. What you are able to observe today at practice, Magnolia Hog question for trey how's dominic johnson doing
3: dominic is one of the guys on the sideline i saw him today with a sledgehammer hitting a, a giant tractor tire so
4: got him good doing, gracious
3: yeah they got him doing some of that like crossfit type of stuff like uh they've got the ropes over there you know the big heavy ropes and they're throwing those up and down uh but ben Souders is over there he's kind of got a place camped out in the corner of the end zone with uh, exercise bikes and tires and ropes and things of that nature so um yeah they've, they've got they've got a a, cr- a little bit of a crew over there right now there's a few guys uh that are over there doing that cam ball is obviously one of them um but um you know luke brown uh, the freshman offensive tackle uh is one of them there's a couple other guys that i i guess i can't name because sam Pittman hasn't talked about them yet but um just a couple of guys over there doing that kind of stuff i remember petrino he was a big fan of boxing, so he would have them. You know, boxing is really good for your core. Um, so he would have them over there boxing <laughs> the whole time if they were injured. I mean, like boxing for, you know, an hour or wow. an hour and a half. That's, good
1: gracious. That's exhausting.
3: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, anybody who's ever put on some gloves and, you know, gone at a, a heavy bag or something, it'll wear you out quick. I mean, you'll be drenched with sweat. Shadow boxing <laughs> will wear you out. So. Mm hmm. Um, Yeah, that's what he used to do, Bobby Petrino did, but uh, yeah, this is more of like a, I think of it as more of a CrossFit-themed kind of workout for uh, upper body mostly, because most of these guys got lower leg injuries.
1: And Mike wants to know, says Trey, weapons galore at running back. How do you keep them all satisfied with their role? Well, I, th-
3: I feel like they were satisfied last year. Now you didn't have Dominic Johnson most of the time, so it's hard to keep four satisfied. I think you can keep three satisfied. It's a position that you know players get dinged up here and there. You know, um, like you know, last year the Liberty Bowl, uh, you had uh, Rocket Sanders went down after three carries. Three carries for like 17 yards. Um, then you had. I don't think A.J. Green. I think A.J. Green had 99 yards. I think DeBinion yes. went over 100 yards. Yeah, so, right. uh, So you had two guys basically 100 yards rushing right there. Uh, but I, I think that you definitely can keep three running backs happy. It's hard to keep four happy, though. And if Dominic Johnson is, is ready and back by then, then, you know, he'll be number four. And then you've got Isaiah Augustave coming in. Uh, and that's your that's your whole core of running backs. So, yeah, three, I think you can keep satisfied, especially older guys. Now, younger guys, you know, obviously they want to play, but, you know, probably a little more understanding that they've got to wait their turn versus somebody who's
1: more of a veteran. Now, your observations from practice today.
3: Yeah, the, uh, as I mentioned, it was about 59 degrees, overcast. It was a little chilly out there. Uh, outside back on the practice fields again. Tuesday they were inside the Walker Pavilion, so they were back outside. Um, You know, I wouldn't say anything jumped out too dramatic. Patrick Kudis was still at right tackle, so that's the second practice in a row we've seen him at right tackle. Um, I don't have my notes all deciphered out, but uh, I would say that's probably one of the, the more notable things that they had him there again. Uh, I, I believe Takias Crawford, I'm almost positive, Takias Crawford was the right guard. So that gives you Lemmer at center, Latham at left tackle, Devon Manuel locking down, it looks like, <laughs> more and more that left tackle spot. So uh, I'm not sure if that was, I'd have to go to my chart to see if that was a new combination or not, but I think it might have been a new combination because I don't believe Takias Crawford was the starting right guard last time when kudos was at right tackle so it might be yet another combination for practice 10. Uh, they had a 10-minute special team period that i thought was just almost worthless Uh, they just did not perform very well at all they had several different guys returning punts chris harris dropped two of them Uh, dylan has dropped one and Bryce Stevens dropped one. They had four drops. We're talking about a 10 minute period and it's not like they're just sailing punts one after another. There was probably you know, maybe 10, 12 punts, maybe 12 punts maybe. Um, one of the punts was dropped by one of the backup punters. He picked it up and I clocked him at a 1.98 second hang time. Uh, I just felt like it was just not a very good period. Uh, when I left, they were um, still in a team period. Uh, but, it, you know, they just do running stuff. And it's not live tackle or anything. Um, they did a uh, a pass skelly down in the low red zone, which they, they do quite often, uh, you know, kind of working two routes uh, with a couple of defensive backs, just kind of, you know, combo routes and stuff, uh, which they do quite a bit uh, with Dan Enos. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say there was anything too dramatic today as far as practice, although I, I thought that special teams period was kind of disappointing.
1: Uh, let's see. Savage says, Ask Trey, what's the one question he hates to answer or gets old? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one,
3: yeah. Hmm. The one question I hate to answer. Um, sometimes, like when we're like in the thick of football, and I'll get a recruiting question about some obscure player in wet or something. <laughs> sometimes... Uh, nothing nothing against it love it um but you know sometimes uh those questions especially like if I get a a, a string of them one after it, now now I just open myself up I'm going to start getting hammered with questions
1: uh-huh.
3: uh, you know uh but sometimes that because I don't you know I haven't really covered recruiting in probably 12 years or so but I'm still kind of known for that because we have a site that's dedicated to Arkansas football, basketball, baseball, and recruiting, of course. Um, but that's, thats I wouldn't say I get annoyed by it. You know, it's just like, well, I hate i hate having to say, if I don't know something, like some people I, I know in media, like if they don't know something, they'll find an answer to give you. But if I don't know something, I always try to just say, you know, I just don't know. I'll try to find out, but I don't know right now.
1: So, well, Drake, can you find out who's going to be game two starter then for the Arkansas Baseball Razorbacks, because we got the pitching rotation today, and only Hunter Holland is listed for Game 1. Oh,
3: is that right? Yeah,
1: Game 2 and 3 is TVA. So, uh, that there you go. There's one for you. Can you find out who will be tomorrow's starter for the Arkansas Baseball Razorbacks? I will try. Okay. <laughs> All right, Hillbilly Hooper says transfers. Guys of the players who have transferred out of Arkansas – since Mus has been here, how many were most likely asked to leave? Uh, that's a tough one. You'd have to give me a list and I'd
3: go down it, but I would say probably the majority of them, I would say. I mean, I'm sure there's a guy here or there who's just like, yeah, I, just, I think I want to try somewhere else, but I would say probably the majority were, you know, kind of, called, hey, you know, you're not going to play here.
1: Let's find you somewhere else. Well, one that pops in my mind, uh, was just, was it just last year that he played? Jackson Robinson? Yeah, I don't know I don't if know Ethan it. Henderson was asked to leave. Uh, you know, he yeah, transferred know he to, uh, to A&M. I mean, I'm sure if you, know, you just keep going through your mind, there may be, yeah. you know, somebody just. You know, Desi seemed pretty disgruntled when he left. Right.
3: Um, I would say he was probably the most vocally disgruntled player that left.
1: Um, KK Robinson, maybe. Yeah,
3: I think probably. I mean, I, I would say probably the majority of them are. You know, and it, there's it doesn't have to be either or. There's probably some. You know, maybe some, maybe the majority is mutual. You know, mm-hmm. that's a possibility.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, going back to your the rotation, I I kept. Uh, kind of cut it out. I didn't reproduce a tree or two to make this happen, but I cut out the most recent uh combinations uh, that you had depth chart wise from day seven, then day nine. I don't Mm -hmm. think you have anything earlier than or uh, later than than day nine. Yeah, today was day 10. Okay, all right. Um, so just looking back at uh the last one uh that you had. Was left tackle, Devin Manuel, left guard, Brady Latham. The center was Bo Limmer, right guard, Joshua Braun, Mm -hmm. and Patrick Kudis. So that's official then that, once again, they did not use,
3: they have not used the same combination on the offensive line in in any of the open practices. Okay. And it's eight open practices so far. Because I'm almost positive they had, uh, they had... um, Keith Crawford at right guard today.
1: All right, here's another from our Asher record service company live in feed. feedback for you. Gridiron John. Hey Trey, does Singleton seem like the kind of kid willing to sit behind Chriswell next season or vice versa? I think
3: he probably, I mean you have to know what you're getting into when you sign and um, you know, it's obvious that Arkansas is going to bring in another quarterback. So, I don't know if he's going to say, like, hey, it's your job. I'm fine to sit here until you're done. I mean, he's going to try to compete for the starting job next year, obviously. But, uh, I mean, K.J. waited until he was a redshirt sophomore uh, to start. And, I, you know, talking with, like, parents and recruits, you know, not any time recently, it's, probably, it's been a while, and maybe it's not as – I want it now I don't know it's always been I want it now for it's been a long time but uh, you know what they would always tell me is like they want an opportunity to at least be able to compete legitimately for the starting job and have three years to start that's what a lot of parents of quarterbacks and and quarterbacks themselves have told me and I don't know if that's consistent for everybody but I just remember hearing that a lot and it stuck with me and you know he would you know he would most likely have that opportunity
1: And, Trey, another question for you from Mike. He says, do we as Arkansans value state recruits more than out-of-state? How many in-state five-star slash four-stars have made a huge impact in the last ten years? In-state five-stars? Mm-hmm. Or four-stars. Have made a
3: huge impact. Well, I mean, Traylon Burks obviously made quite an impact. The thing is, too, with in state guys, you know, if you get a big time in state guy, you want to make sure, uh, and this is something Paul Petrino told me a long time ago uh, when you're bringing in in state guys, you want to, you really want them to have success. Now, it doesn't guarantee, but you want them to because, um, you know, you got to start in Arkansas. Even though we're not a big state, even though we don't produce near as much talent per capita as Mississippi does, you still need to make sure you you protect your state as well as you can. Uh, So inside the state, um, you know, first of all, Jacoby Criswell is an in-state guy. He's a four-star, so you'd like to see him have success, obviously. Uh, You're going to play the best players no matter where they're from. But uh, Traylon Burks uh, definitely jumps out on that list as an in-state guy um, who... <laughs> had a pretty, pretty high level of success. Now, last year, I can't think of any in-state guys that just competed at a super high level. Can you guys?
1: I mean, in-state? No, because, I mean, your prime-time players were all out-of-state players. Yeah, KJ
4: Jefferson,
1: a lot yeah, of Tray- players Traylon Burks, he, you
4: know, you mentioned. I mean, he's. He's it as far as a, he was a four star, wasn't he?
3: Burks, he he was a four star. Burks yeah. would have been a five star if he had gone to a single camp or combine, but he did mm-hmm. not. Traylon Burks' first combine or camp, aside from maybe when he was a youth, like a little kid, was the NFL combine. <laughs> I mean that, which is which is wow. pretty remarkable. Um, like Telvin uh you know, he was a four star yeah. or a five star, depending on which recruiting service you looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a good player, obviously, and good player, um, but know, not great in the NFL. Not great. Yeah. Good. D- definitely didn't live up to being five star.
4: No.
3: Um, Darren McFadden was a five star player inside the state. Peyton Hillis was a four star. They um, lived up to it. Yeah, they lived up. So there's been, there's been a lot, but there's been some others that, that, you know, Darius Winston did not have a great career at all so, no.
1: and he was a five-star from inside the state. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of hogsports.com, Be brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru, up next.
5: Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to one spot.
6: Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash.
5: Big Red has been your favorite neighborhood store over the past 26 years. And so to each of our valued guests that has entered our doors since that time, whether to shop for all your favorites inside the store or just to gas up outside of the pumps, we love serving all of our local communities where we live and work. And of course, it goes without saying that we appreciate each and every one of you for supporting us along the way too. So on behalf of every one of our over 40 Arkansas family-owned and operated Big Red stores, thank you. Big Red Stores, still more convenient than ever. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. The Zone is on the road Friday. And we're going to be serving lunch to those
3: that have been impacted by the tornado. We're at Cigar Republic. That's near the corner of Breckenridge
7: and Rodney Parham. Come on out, have lunch with us. Also, we're going to be talking Oakland with Nancy Holtis. She joins us at 1030. Plus, Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette with Low little Razorback
3: News. All that and much more Friday in the Zone. It's where sports and entertainment... Them crashing together.
2: So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all
8: four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. Is your Oakland the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares? No matter what you love about live racing at Oaklawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no other. Make your reservations today at Oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
5: Your Arkansas travelers have a new home. Hear every pitch, every crack of the bat on 106.7 Buzz 2. For the full calendar, go to Trav's.com. It's the greatest game on dirt, and you can hear it at 106.7 Buzz 2.
0: Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive
1: Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be joined by Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. But first... I want to talk about the best deal going, period. In fact, my mouth starts watering just thinking about it. And that is the... In fact, I'm thinking I may just haul an order in and go pick it up in just a few moments. What a great idea. Anyway, dinner for two, the chef's special for $60. Man... My mouth, again, starts watering. Because I think about the Riverfront salad bar for two, but I think about all the great items, over 30 items, including the baby shrimp, iceberg and romaine lettuce, spinach, pastas, and a variety of dressing. And, I mean, that's a meal unto itself. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, plus it's a twelve ninety five value each. And then you get to the main entree the fillet, the 10 ounce fillet cooked to perfection, whatever, however, you want it cooked, they will do it. But I gotta tell you, go medium, go medium. Might even want to go medium rare that way, you don't have to need a knife, you can just basically cut it with your fork and then. To join that wonderful, delicious filet is four, F-O-U-R, four of the famous Frank Fletcher fried shrimp, which again, extend your hand Think from the top of your wrist to the fingertips. That's about the size, yeah, that's about the size of those fried shrimp. But what I do, I order four more. Because Carrie wants four, I want four. So, we're all happy. And then you get to pick from two side items. I'm a firm believer. If you have a steak, you must have a baked potato. But i got to tell you, the onion rings are mighty, mighty good. And Carrie just brags on the hibachi fried rice with chicken. I may try mashed potatoes one time with the filet. I don't know french fries zucchini the sauteed fresh wild mushrooms you get the idea that comes with the meal okay you get two side items you get the filet you get the four famous frank fletcher shrimp and then you get the riverfront salad bar how much how much you ask sixty dollars sixty dollars That is the Riverfront Steakhouse, Wyndham Hotel, dinner for two, tell them I sent you, and ask for William R. Shapur, that is 3719000, best deal going at the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Now joined by our NFL agent and guru, better known as Chris Turnage.
7: Hey Chris, what's up? Hey guys, how are y'all this afternoon?
1: Man, doing great. I I I wanted to make sure at least I got that part in before Rick took
4: over. <laughs> well, we have a couple <laughs> thoughts today, really. I mean, my first thought is <laughs> Tyreek Hill's announced he's retiring, but he's got three years left on his contract first. Have you ever heard anybody retire with three years left on their contract?
7: You mean announced in the three yeah, years? He's, yeah, three yeah years he's, oh, he's yeah.
4: going to play He's going to play three years, but he's already yeah. announced he's retiring at the end of three years. He, I, he's the yeah, fastest I mean, guy some, I've ever seen. Is he going to lose his speed by then or what?
7: <laughs> Maybe he's just fast in everything he does. He's fast about announcing his retirement. You know he's fast about everything else. Um, no, that's it's a little unique. Um, what I will say is three years is a lot of time to change your mind, and especially if he's still at that level and they're, offering another $25 million a year or $30 million. Maybe he's coaxed at that point to, to keep playing, but that is, a, it is certainly a little unique uh, timing. If you
4: were his agent, would you already be trying to talk him out of it?
7: <laughs> I'd let it simmer for a little while. You know, hey, let's let it simmer, and then uh, we'll, we'll make that conversation in three years again Once there, once there's $30 million a year dangling in front of you.
4: Did you also find it ironic Miami plays at Kansas City this year? Kansas City won the Super Bowl without him. And he's already saying, when we come to Kansas City, you better get ready, like the Dolphins are going to win there. You think that's probably not too wise to say at this point, is it?
7: You know, it, it's not. It's interesting, because Kansas City actually improved, you know, in offensive metrics without Tyreek Hill, which is crazy to even say. Yeah. Um, but they did. They won the Super Bowl, and it just goes to show it. was kind of a win-win trade, really, um, or a win-win transaction with, you know, Miami. Their offense improved, and obviously Miami didn't, didn't uh, make it deep in the playoffs or anything like their goal was, but um you know, there's there's a lot to say for a system and just having people work as a team and, and being able to have a lot of different weapons versus having a lot of money tied up in one weapon.
4: Do you find it interesting that Bill Belichick is actually getting defensive about the fact that his team hadn't been too good lately? He has won six Super Bowls, by the way. And now they're talking about what are they gonna do at quarterback. Do you think Mac Jones will be their quarterback?
7: You know, there was rumors that Belichick has shot Mac Jones at the Combine to try to trade him. Um, I don't know if those rumors are true or not, uh, but it's out there in the public public airspace now, so I know Mac Jones has read it and heard it, certainly heard it, so that'll be interesting to see, you know, what transpires. I do think Mac Jones will be their quarterback for another year, at least. Um, I will say this, Bill Belichick, and, and either, you know, you, you admire him or hate him for this, but... He he will move on from a decision. There's a lot of people in the NFL who will not admit they're wrong about somebody, and Belichick is one of the few that will say, "Hey, I don't care if my draft has gotten a second round. If he's not if he's not playing for. He's not good. I'll cut him and move on." So um, he is known for that. So that'll be interesting to see. But I do think you're going to see Mac still in a, in a Patriots uniform this year.
4: Do you think that, I don't know how old Belichick is, probably late 60s, maybe he's even 70 by now. Uh, You know, he he and Saban are best friends. Saban still burns to win and still winning at a high level. Do you think Belichick, do you think the Patriots will win at a high level again with Belichick there?
7: Yeah, that's a good question. I think they can. Um, I think last year was a really, really interesting scenario when you take Matt Patricia, who's never called offensive plays, um, in fact, was a defensive coordinator for you at one point. Yeah. And you take Joe Judge, who was a special teams coordinator, and you put those two in charge of your offense for a second year quarterback where he really needs to take that step up and, and develop. Um, and I, I just think that was a failed experiment. And now I think you see where, you know, Belichick's a lot more conventional um, with the hires that he's made. So can they get back to that level? I, I don't know if they can get back to that level of dominance they had with Belichick and Brady, but I do think they can win again at a high level, albeit if it's a, even if it's a short shorter period of time.
4: So you think they could win the division again sometime, even as good as Buffalo is right now?
7: Yeah, I do. I, I think I think they can. I mean, they always have Patriots. Even last year had a good defense. Um, they're getting a few more weapons, you know, around. Um, I think Mike Gesicki, tight end, at Miami that just wasn't fitting in Miami's plans can be a big weapon for them to have two tight ends with you know Hunter Henry and Gusecki that Johnny Smith they thought was going to be and, and never turned out so I think they're yeah they're making some moves they they signed a few offensive linemen uh, you know a quarterback obviously will be a big a big question mark if Mac can take another step forward but I do think they can they can win a division again
4: okay Randy here's my last question <laughs> so get ready for whatever you have. <laughs> Here, I, I don't get this, okay? All right, Lamar Jackson, and should he get a better contract than uh, the quarterback got at uh, Cleveland? Maybe so. I don't know. He's 27 or years old or so, and everybody, he's dependent on his legs. <clears throat> what I don't get is if he if he doesn't get a better offer, he's going to get $32 million to play for the Ravens, and yet he's considering sitting out if that's the deal. How can how can you even be thinking that if thirty two million is the worst that you can do?
7: Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, and that's you know there again he's kind of flying solo, doesn't have the advice of professionals to rely on. But you know if you give up thirty two million, you can never ever get that back for that year if you sit out the right. whole year. Now that's certainly exactly. can you make thirty two million the next year? Yeah, but you can never get back the thirty two million you missed out on this year. Right, and that's a lot of money, you know to give up and it just typically it doesn't pan out you get a year older you're uh, you know away from the game we, we saw that with running back for Pittsburgh a few years ago led the league in rushing he didn't want to take 16 million dollars from Pittsburgh for that year he set out the whole year and then the next year he signed for about 16 million and then he played a year or two and was done and yeah. he never got back that 16 that he would have gotten you know from, from Pittsburgh that year so you talk about then you're a year older you're you know you're not playing every day it it can absolutely change your body and uh and then you know are you ever going to be the same and even if you are you just missed out on 32 million for that one year so it's a it's a weird weird scenario i mean his only his only recourse at this point if he doesn't get any other offers is to to sign the franchise tag if you know he doesn't reach a deal with baltimore or sit out i mean that's the only two options he has Mm -hmm. but if you sit out like i said, you're you're missing out pretty substantially, and who's to say it's going to get better? You know, after that point.
4: If he signs, is he a free agent again next year?
7: Um, no, it would it would revert back. Yes, yeah, so they would they would still hold his rights at that point. Um, now, typically, you'd see them trade or do something. Um, so it's uh Again, the Ravens would still have some you know quite a bit of leverage but ravens would obviously have probably moved on by that point and so then typically that scenario you see trade trade out of that pretty cheap
4: does his mom still help advise him and and is this a pride deal or, or what is it that he won't go get an agent i
7: think it is now yeah i think it's a pride deal because there's been so many articles written that says he needs one and this and that now he's that like oh i don't i can do this you know and i'm not going to admit that i was wrong and um and I, I truly think that's what—that's kind of what it boils down to. And again, it's just—it's it, hard to imagine him picking up the phone and calling a general manager and saying, you know, hey, are you guys going to sign me? What's the deal? Can you make me an offer? And, and trying to trying to deal with it that way—it's just a—it's uh, just a really, really hard scenario.
4: Okay, Randy. Oh, that's about oh Wait, I was right. taking Are a nap.
7: You woke Wait, me up. He gave, he gave <laughs> me the two-minute warning, Randy. He gave me the headline, <laughs> I did.
4: So. But one more follow-up on that. Does Lamar Jackson, does he, does he actually call teams? And if you're the general manager, I guess you take his call, don't you, if he does call you?
7: Yeah, I mean, theoretically, that's what he could. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Who knows if he is, if he has the numbers or you know how he's going to get them. but like theoretically, yeah, that's because that's what an agent will be doing: is talking to all the teams and they, you know, hey, let's work this out, let's try this. Um, so yeah, you got to think a general manager. Now you know, if a guy's under contract, they can't do this, but that's where an agent can help too, kind of in the back channels. But since he's right now is the negotiation time, absolutely, he he should be calling, talking to teams, scheduling meetings to go fly out to see him. You know, all the stuff that an agent would normally be doing for him. And so yeah, he would think that a general manager would take his call. But those discussions are, uh, again, a little weird because Lamar advocating for himself. You know, hey, I, I'm the best. You need to find me for these reasons. And that, uh, that is, is always a little, doesn't sound as good as opposed to coming from somebody else in those conversations.
1: Uh, hello, 411. I need the number of the general manager of the New York Giants. Do
0: you have it handy
1: for me? Hang on, Chris. we got another segment for you. Hang on. That is Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment.
8: Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites and interviews of the week, brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. All around the world, people are in love with ice cream. In India, there's kulfi. In Italy, gelato. In Japan, mochi. Historians aren't sure who invented it, but we're all glad someone did. A staggering 9% of American milk production is dedicated to ice cream. Now that is a country with its priorities in order. Come on over to Double B's, where all kinds of terrific ice cream and icy cold treats await you. Those great chocolate chip ice cream cookie sandwiches? Check. Fudge sickles, Check. Drumsticks, push-ups, popsicles? You bet. Double B's and Clinton and Cabot even feature Baskin-Robbins. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Double B's is your ice cream headquarters. Double B's—it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. After 60 years, it's their last
0: tour. BOJ's last stop on the Love Train tour this Saturday night in the theater at Simmons Bank Arena with special guest The Spinners. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Grammy Hall of Famers, and Philadelphia Soul Icons. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. BOJ's Last Stop on the Love
5: Train Tour. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. their HELOC Loans, a home equity line of credit. Jamie Bigelow is an expert with HELOC Loans. You can use it for one of your life's biggest needs. Maybe it's a wedding. Maybe it's a kitchen or bath remodel. Or maybe it's the big one, a new pool. Well, it all starts with Jamie Bigelow with Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. If you are a shelter insurance policyholder and have damage to your home, car, farm, or business due to the recent storms, please call 1-800-SHELTER. That's toll-free, 1-800-743-5837. Or report your claim online at shelterinsurance.com. Early reporting of your loss will help shelter schedule adjusters to handle your claim. Take whatever reasonable steps you can to protect your property from additional damage and call 1-800-SHELTER to report your claim today.
2: Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drugs.
0: drive time sports live from the eat my catfish studios eat fresh eat local eat my catfish you're safe at home with drive time sports on the buzz radio network
1: Drop Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Do you want to make this program note. Top of the hour, we will join Arkansas Razorback baseball. Yes, it is still on tap tonight. Pre-game starts at six with the first pitch from Oxford, Mississippi between Arkansas and Ole Miss. We are also joined again by our NFL agent and guru, Chris Turnage. Um, Chris. The well, let me ask you this first because this is on our Asher Record Service company live feed and feedback. Mike says, Chris, uh, what do you believe is the proper compensation for an Aaron Rodgers trade? I didn't ask. You that. know,
7: um, that's a good question because both sides have some leverage in this scenario. This is not. I mean, you would, most of you would say, oh, Green Bay's got all the leverage. Well, the Jets actually have some leverage because if they don't get a deal worked out, Green Bay's about to have a trigger that pays Aaron Rodgers $50 million mm-hmm. to guarantee this, this season. So there's some leverage there, too, um, on the Jets' side. Um, I know from what I've heard, they're wanting uh, two-thirds and a first, at least, is what Green Bay's wanting. Um, they originally wanted two-first, and I think they've since gone to two-thirds and a first. Um, I think that's pretty close to be honest of, of a fair compensation. I don't think it's unreasonable to say, Hey, you're getting, you know, a player removed. One, when, when you're removed from an NFL MVP, doesn't matter to us if you're Green Bay that he wants to leave. He's not playing here, whatever. We'll let it ride out, but we deserve at least a, at least the first and, you know, those two thirds. So I think you're in that ballpark. Um, if I was Green Bay, I would, I would absolutely, you know, Hold out for for getting a first. At worst case, a second, a third, and then maybe you swap fourths or something like that, um, you know, to come up. But but I, I don't think it's unreasonable to have have that you know first round request sitting out there, um, you know, with with some with a few additional picks in that either third fourth round range.
1: The question, without any question, is. The mock drafts that I've seen so far, I've seen Bryce Young. Uh, I mean, I've seen all kinds of combinations. Who, in your opinion, now this is a wild card at this point. Carolina now has the first pick after that trade uh, with the Chicago Bears. Who do you think is going to be the first pick in the upcoming NFL draft, Chris? You
7: know, that's a question um there's been smoke screens around both people back and forth and oh some of them you know might be stroud oh it might be bryce young oh they're trading up to get anthony richardson i would be shocked if it's anthony richardson um that they trade up to the first overall pick to get Anthony. i, I would be shocked on that i think it's going to come down to, to bryce young or stroud i personally think it's going to be bryce young um but there's a lot of people that you know think it could be stroud um and then again there's there's smoke blowing around all of them. You know, the, the, they went to all of the pro days of the quarterback uh, to check them out. So some of that's to throw the other teams off as well. Um, I'd be shocked. You know, they claim they didn't know who they wanted when they traded up. I'd be shocked if that's the case.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, I don't think you give up that much and go to number one to just say, well, we'll decide when the time comes. Hmm. Um, I, I feel like they know who they want, but they're, you know, obviously going to keep it tight um, until the until the tie comes. But my, my money right now is on Bryce Young.
1: Now, number two in the upcoming draft, unless it's traded, is the Houston Texans. And I am seeing quite a few mock drafts showing the Texans taking Will Anderson, who is a great edge rusher. But do they not need a quarterback themselves? Is this, again, smoke coming from... Uh, the Texan camp to maybe throw some people off because, again, I can't even think of it. Is it Davis who is their their quarterback right now uh, for the Houston Texans? They need a quarterback.
7: Yeah, they absolutely need a quarterback. I mean, the the question there is, you know, okay, do they believe whichever of the two that don't get taken, Bryce Young or Stroud, is is the answer? You know, if not, then hey, they'll get you a. Dominate defensive player and then come back and pick up a quarterback later on in the second round, like maybe a Hendon Hooker um, that was injured, something like that. So there's a lot of thought, you know, process. I mean, again, if you're the Texans, don't be forced into taking a quarterback if you're not convinced they're gonna they're gonna help your franchise. True. Because then you're just gonna be in the same situation three years from now with a you know with a quarterback that that you don't like and uh, and you're struggling to find a quarterback. So. You know, if, if they – they do absolutely need a quarterback, but if they don't believe one of those two is is their answer, I say you go get go, – well, maybe you could trade back and still get him from Alabama, uh, the edge, you know, trade back to four or five, potentially get him, uh, get, pick up some extra picks to so somebody that does think that quarterback, you know, is the answer for them. And then, like I said, come back and try to get another quarterback later. But they absolutely need one. The question is, you know, do uh, do they like the others on our left or not?
1: Alright, this is from Hippie Hog. He says, Hey Chris, where do you see Zeke Elliott lacing up next season?
7: You know, that's a, that's a, another good question. There's a lot of speculation. Some people said Philadelphia, some people have said the Jets. I've heard Carolina. Um I I could see Carolina. Um, they did sign Miles Sanders, um, you know, in the offseason, season, but they don't have that. That kind of that big, short yardage goal line back. That's where Ezekiel even last year, you know, did show his worth. So I think you're going to see probably something like like Carolina or maybe um, Cincinnati's also been rumored um, as a potential spot. Um, so, so I think you're going to see either Carolina or Cincinnati when it all said and done. Now, obviously, I could be wrong on that, um, but based on right now, that's what I see. However, if it goes until after the draft for him. That could change a lot of things. If B. John Robinson is sitting there a little late first and then Cincinnati takes B. John Robinson, that obviously takes him out of the hunt for Ezekiel Elliott. So I think some of these teams are waiting because of that to see, see what happens there in the draft.
1: Did Aaron Rodgers do Odell Beckham a favor in negotiations, especially with the Jets, when he said... He had a list of players he'd love to see the Jets add to their roster. I don't know about Randall Cobb if he'll get the um, if he'll get the nod, but did Odell get a uh, kind of a, a little bit of a boost there? Because if you think that's going to be your quarterback, he wants Odell Beckham on his team. Yeah, I mean,
7: I, I think it helped, and certainly, however from what I'm hearing, you know, Odell Beckham is wanting a little bit more right now than what any team is willing to pay for him. Um, You know, he he values himself a little higher than what some other teams do. You know, when he came back with the Rams two years ago, midseason, he put on a couple of really good games. But that's it. That's all teams have seen over the last three years with him. So, to come out and give him the $12-13 million a year, um, you know, with a lot of guarantees that he's wanting as opposed to the five, six million a year with some with some incentives. And so um I, I think absolutely it did help that Aaron Rodgers mentioned him, but the question is now he's still asking for too much money that they're willing to pay and so um you know where, where does that leave him and right now it's on the street.
1: Yeah, who gives in first? Do I drop my demands and get me a like you say a six, eight million dollar contract with some incentives built into it. Maybe the better deal in the long run. Uh is will Levis is he the wild card among the quarterbacks? I mean, I've seen this guy anywhere from the first round to the third round in mock drafts. What are your thoughts on Will Levis?
7: I think Will Levis is going to be a first-round quarterback when it's and done. I personally don't like him. I think he was wildly inaccurate. He's got the biggest arm or one of the biggest arms of the draft, but he's wildly inaccurate. He makes bad decisions. Um I'm not a fan of him. If I'm if I'm a franchise, if I'm top security, I'm fact You know, Will Levis at the first. Now, maybe it's the third. I don't think he'll be there. But if he was, then that's a different story. But, again, you make a first-round pick and a commitment like that, people expect him to play. They expect him to play early. And, in turn, typically you see teams put him in a little bit before they're ready. And I think, you know, Will Levis could end up hurting you. Uh, quite a bit. So I do think it'll be in the first round just because of the quarterback D team and because of that arm strength that he fall in love with like Marcus Russell um several years ago, but I, I don't think he's the answer in my opinion.
1: So what you're saying, he's not one of your clients. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, hopefully not after that resounding
7: uh,
1: resounding
0: recommendation. But hopefully not a rounding fire.
1: All right, Chris. We gotta run. Thank you, guys. Chris Turner is our NFL agent and guru. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Keep it right here. Coming up next, Arkansas Razorback Baseball, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. Have a great rest of the night. So long, everybody.
6: Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you.